We're looking at easily the most overrated player in this draft. It's so easy. <laughs> That's unreal. I would never draft him. That's the bottom line. I mean... That's a hard no for me. This is an autopilot first round pick. He is definitely on my do not draft list. We get it. We get it. Yeah, Let's I mean... move on. Let's move on. Hello, everybody. This is Hockey Talkie. I'm Travis. Jesse's here with me over Skype. How's it going, Jesse? Pretty good. Had our draft day yesterday, so um, lots of people scrambling, making moves. Some people over the salary cap, some people under the salary cap. So uh, it's been it a pretty the, eventful morning. The busiest draft time is this weekend, right before the season starts, when everyone's drafting. We did. Uh, we finished up our analytics league. I posted the results on Twitter. We're getting tons of comments on it at Fantasy NHL Talk. You guys know where to where to find that at. How did we do? How do you think we did in that one, Jesse? Did you take a look at the overall? Yeah, I thought we did okay. I can't complain. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a decent draft. I mean, picking 12th is pretty awful. So um, there's that. But I still think we made out pretty good. So um, I have no complaints there. I, I was telling you this like before the pod that it's really hard drafting in the 12th spot when everyone else is like they're kind of analytics guys too. And they like do a lot of fantasy stuff. So like all these other podcasters and guys that do stuff for like TSN and ESPN and stuff like that, they're in the know. So no one drafted a goalie early. Like they're all the goalies were falling. The defensemen, a couple good ones went off the board and then people waited really late for defensemen. It was a very interesting draft when everyone knows what they're doing. Like no no Toronto homers or Washington homers like Jesse that are just going to pick Ovechkin no matter where he is. Like everyone was very by the book, strategic, knew what they were doing. So we had to scrape and claw our way to get good players. When like even the, like the 24th pick or something coming back to us, I had to pick up Phil Kessel when there were no right wing left, like no other right wing players available. So you just got to fill your roster the best you can. But these guys didn't leave us very many scraps. It was it was tough sledding. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we got to... You guys are probably wondering why you're getting an episode on a Monday. That is because we are doing the flag player episode. We've talked about it before. Basically, what we're going to do today, we got a couple clips from a couple other podcasters and writers and stuff like that. These are going to be flag players that are going to win you your leagues this year. So if you haven't drafted yet, a couple studs, try to find these out, seek these players out in your drafts, and then they're going to win you your leagues. Guaranteed, put a stamp on it. Best championships, most championships won from this episode. Guaranteed. <laughs> Is that true? I think I feel that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Do I you want to start uh... us off? For sure, my flag player this year is uh, Mika J- Mika Zabanejad. Um, I think he will absolutely dominate this year. Usually, big thing with him is he has concussion issues. He hasn't played eighty-two games in a while, except for last year. He finally put it all together for the eighty-two games. Uh, he got seventy-four points that year with an average team, I would say. Below um, average. Yeah, twenty-three power play points. Um, I think he's going to have a massive year this year. He's going to have Panarin. Capo uh, is back, or not back. Capo is drafted and in the roster. Uh, they got Truba. 
So that first unit power play is going to be increased uh, incredibly. So I think um, he's definitely a guy you could get at value. I tried really hard to get this guy, but he was taken in the, th the third round. Uh, just a little bit more than I expected. Um, I had a choice of basically taking Wheeler or Zabinijad uh, or, or reaching, I guess, of what, what it would have had to have been. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I took Wheeler and then the pick right after is Zabinijad. So even in our leagues, he's being taken quite high. So I really was hoping to get a piece of him. I couldn't do it. I really think he's going to hit career highs and points, no problem. The main thing is you just got to stay healthy. Uh, the years before this, he only had 56 games played, 72 games played. So uh, as long as he doesn't get any sort of injury, I think he'll definitely carry you to a championship. And um, as you've been shown in our draft, he's being reached for even in the third round. Um, so a huge That's fan crazy. of this guy. Yeah, I wish I had him, uh, but I wasn't willing to do the third round reach. So um, it is what it is. And that's uh, my guy for sure. That's a big fan of Zabanja this year. Yeah. And you said he plays with Panarin, right? Yeah. He's top line with Panarin and um, Buknevich at the moment or Buchevnevich, whatever. Um, Capo may take that spot eventually, but as it is right now, he definitely has. I mean, anyone with Panarin is going to be laughing. So uh, that's a lot of free points. Yeah. And this is one of those guys that's on like a sub 500 team or maybe like a 500 team and he's going to get you insane points but people are going to be overlooking him for like a winning roster team right yeah and it kind of helps that he's a centerman because if you're in those positional drafts this guy will fall even further and right. uh you can just totally tank center and just go wings and stuff and still get an absolute stud of a centerman later in the draft so uh huge fans have been shed this year if he stays healthy yeah that's kind of the thing but we, I always say when you're you're injury prone until you're not, and then just one yeah. year you're gonna be fine. Like Crosby, right? He was kind of injury prone for a couple of years, and then he's all of a sudden three seasons of like 82 games, and you're, oh, I guess he's not injury prone anymore. Yeah, exactly. So that's all he needs to do to put that together. I love that as a as a flag player. Should I, should I do mine next, or should we listen to one of these clips? Um, whatever you want to do, don't matter to me. Okay, I'll, I'll do am... one of mine first, and then I'll save some for after the clips. Okay. One of my flag players this year, I've mentioned this before, if you're a listener of the podcast, um, Grubauer, the Avalanche goalie, he is definitely going to win People Leagues this year. He played great for the Avalanche last year. He did some split time with Varlamov. The biggest reason I like him this year is because Avalanche got a lot better. They added grit, depth to every position pretty much, and they got rid of Varlamov. So that says Joe Sackick is saying, hey, we don't need a backup. We don't need a split-time goalie. We got Grubauer. He's our number one going forward. All the faith in the world is on this guy. I think he's going to have a great year. Everyone is projecting the Avalanche to make a huge jump in the standings this year. Like I even saw someone said the President's Trophy, which I think is absurd. <laughs> but but Grubauer is going to be a reason that they're going to be doing so well because he is going to be lights out. Jesse, how was Grubauer in Washington when he was there? He was a backup for a while. Yeah, he was great. He was a great backup. I mean, they extracted a lot of value out of them. They were able to send him and like, uh, I think it was like in that Orpic trade, to be honest, for like that massive salary dump. So like, 
he was definitely worth the uh, the trades. I think the only reason the Capitals got rid of them is because they have this Samsonov goalie um, yeah. waiting in the wings kind of thing. So, but no, Grubauer, this is definitely his season to prove it. And he's got an amazing team in front of him. So he's definitely a guy that's going to fall a little bit later in drafts because he's not like that household name yet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Avalanche are going to win a lot of games. I mean, the team got better. They got like Kadri, um, some more depth with Burakovsky, et cetera. So uh, yeah, big fan. So I think uh, definitely going later. Yeah, exactly. His save percentage has been over nine. Last year it was 917, 923, 926 the year before. And he was as a backup. He had 13 wins, 15 wins, and then last year 18 wins. So he's going to be doubling that because he's going to get double the games. He's not going to be like they didn't pick this guy to ride the pine, as they say. He takes no, his, he tons of yep. shots, too. Yeah, his backup is uh, Frank Francuz or something. I'm not really sure. I don't know how to say his name, but it basically it's an unproven backup. So again, it's not like someone's breathing down his neck. So he's gonna get as many opportunities to succeed and play as many games as possible. So I wouldn't be surprised if he eclipses that 60 game mark kind of thing. So definitely get some lots of games out of him. Yeah, which and is it's a lot of wins. It's nice to get these goalies like that before they break out. Because, you know, if he has a really good season, then next year he's going to be, his stats are going to be inflated. Or his draft price is going to be super inflated. I picked him yeah, last. exactly. I picked him last night in our League of Record when we drafted. And I picked him up in the 11th round for a starting goalie. I picked up Flurry first and then Grubauer as my second goalie. I think that's a great pick. And he will, he's going to win me the league. I'm just saying that now. My league, he's going to win. There you go, baby. <laughs> I like it. I like Grubauer. Okay, let's let one of these other guys go. Who do we got coming up? Let's give uh, Andrew Dewhurst. Here he is. Hi, everyone. Andrew here from friendswithfantasybenefits.com. I got two two flag players for you. Uh, first one is Zach Rensky, uh going off the board past the first 100 picks. Uh, it's easy to forget that it was just two years ago that Renski was putting out 47 points uh, in 78 games. It's just a 19, as an 18 year old, uh, still just 21, coming off his second 40 plus point season. Uh, this is a guy that's waiting to break out. Uh, you know, top power play time, uh, and still very young, and uh, he can be a real difference maker on your team, especially if your team values, uh, if your league's valuing. Uh, Power play points, total points, uh, not going to help you probably as much as maybe a Seth Jones when it comes to to, to banger categories, but definitely a guy there's lots of value there from. Uh, the second guy is Darcy Kemper. Uh, going off really late, in most cases you're getting him as a third goalie. Uh, he posted uh, save percentages over 930 last year, really carried the, the Coyotes down the stretch, uh, and that's a team that it's uh, poised to, to do better this year. I think you could see them pushing for a playoff spot. Uh, and myself, I, I guess I've become the anti-Ranta as uh, I'm not sure he's going to be able to get the job back from, from Kemper as it looks like it's going to be Kemper's job to start the season as Ranta has an injury. So those are two guys. Uh, keep an eye on them. If you see them coming up late in your draft, grab them. They're going to help you win. Uh, again, uh, I'm Andrew Dewhurst. You can find me at Andrew K. Dewhurst on Twitter, and you can come check out my work at friendswithfantasybenefits.com. Thanks. 
That was a, a double hitter from Andrew Dewhurst there. He does um, friendswithfantasybenefits.com. Sweet site. Check it out. So Wierenski, first guy he mentioned, love getting him late in drafts. You're looking for a defenseman late. This is one of the guys I'm always targeting. Do you like that, Jesse? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Columbus this year, obviously with the departure of some of the big names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he runs the top power play unit. They've kind of, I'm not too sure, like they've been moving it more towards him than Seth Jones, but I don't, I can't, I mean, who knows what Tort- Tortorella does during the year, but I think he's more of the offensive guy that they're putting there. So he's definitely going to get that. Um, I don't think the power play is that strong, but I mean, he probably will get 45, 50 points, which is a great defenseman value late. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do like that a lot, actually. So, You're paying nothing for Wierenski either. I would like, say, yeah, exactly. You don't super late. Anything, yeah. And yeah, Andrew sure. mentioned in there that he's so young, too, like an 18-year-old getting 46 points or whatever he was saying there. And then he's only 21. So, like, great dynasty pickup for the future. Defensemen usually take a couple of years to get into the swing of things. So, I love that pick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then he went to uh, Darcy Kemper. So, um, yeah, we, the big thing here is just Ranta's health, as always. Yep. Um, Kemper had Vesna quality stats last year. He went absolutely off. I'm sure he won a lot of people their leagues, whoever picked him up for those goalie categories. Um, yeah. It was tough injury to see. Them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I like it. I think it's a good... I don't know. You'd have to be in a bigger league, I guess, to draft him as like a third insurance goalie kind of thing. And yep. then hope Ranta, well, not hope, but I mean, I guess hope Ranta goes down and loses the job. And then, of course, you pick up him for nothing. Yep. Um, so I do agree with that. If you actually have bench space, you should be taking Kemper because he has outer world stats when he plays. So I do like that a lot. And I think that's a player that, of course, will win you your league. Um, if you're in a just a kind of a points or the league where you don't have any bench spots, I wouldn't draft him. So keep an eye on that. Um, but beyond that, yeah, big fan of that pick. We actually did draft him. We we punted goalies in uh, the podcast league there. Remember that? We took um, Rene really early, and then we took Corey Schneider, Kemper, and Jonathan Quick kind of all at the end. We're just going to kind of play whoever's hot. Yeah. Right? So that's exactly what you want to do. It's a good one. I like that one. All right, let's see who we got next. Hey there, Hockey Talkie listeners. This is Lewis from Average Time on Ice. Uh, the player that we want to plant our flag with this year is Nikita Gusev, uh, a new KHL import uh, along the lines of Panarin and Dadnov in previous years. Gusev led the KHL in scoring last year with Ska St. Petersburg putting together 82 points in 62 games played. Uh, His Yahoo ADP right now is 168. That puts him in the 12th round if you're playing in a 14-team league or even later, obviously, in your smaller leagues. Uh, That means in that 12th round, you could be picking up a top six winger uh, who's going to be playing with a center who is either the number one or number two draft pick of their draft year. Left wing, obviously, is a very valuable position to hold as well. Uh, And he's got 65-plus point potential, so to get him around that ADP or even a little bit before, it's going to be a huge value. We're hoping to pick him up in as many leagues as we can, uh, and we think that you should too. 
Best of luck this upcoming season. Yes, Gusev, of course. I picked up Gusev in our draft last night. You did? I did get him a little bit later than the 12th round. Um, I think it was like 14th or 15th. But yeah, basically I'm picking him up just as what he said. Um, position like where he's, well, not position scarcity, sorry, but I mean like uh, opportunity of who to play with. I mean, like I said, yeah, Hersher is going to be great or Jack Hughes is going to be great. Um, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with him power play wise, but I'm hoping uh, he can sneak in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah, uh, there's definitely uh, comparisons to Panarin. Gusev's a little bit older. He's 27. So he's not exactly um, like this young guy coming in sort of things. Like he's kind of established. He's had a lot of great stats in the KHL and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, he led I'm the definitely... league in scoring. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, definitely looking for some things like, sorry, some uh, chemistry with those guys. I was reading a bunch about him on hockey. I think it was hockey buzz or something. One of those sites about uh, a lot of people who do the devil's writing said that he's already established like insane chemistry with Jack Hughes already. Nice. So they're saying that he and Hughes are going to be the kind of like electric to watch this year. So um, I was really hoping I was able to get Hughes this year. He went pretty much one round before I was going to take him. So I was kind of bummed about that, but I do get a piece of the line that's Gusev. And I think, yeah, again, he's a name that none of your casual friends are going to know um, right. or they're super underrated. So you can probably get this guy absolute last and have a guy that turns out to get 75 points or something like that. So huge fan of Gusev. Uh, again, the value is just there. And uh, yeah, my only knock on Gusev is I don't feel like he's going to be a heavy hitter or sh- um, shooter type player. So uh, mm-hmm. might hurt you in some of those category leagues, but I think he's going to get a lot of points with Hughes. I think it's going to be if those uh, the guys who watch the games and those guys who are attending the preseasons, the practices and stuff, um, I will put my trust in them and uh, go on the hype with that. Yeah, and if he's even like a fraction of what Panarin was, like Panarin came into the league and lit the league on fire. So if he's anything yeah, like exactly. that, if he has a little bit of fire like that, I mean, he's going to do great. He has tons of speed around him. That Devils team is significantly better than it's been in the past this year. I picked up Hall like second round or something last night in our league just because I'm so excited to watch this team. And he's one of the reasons. He's, I can't believe you got him so late in our draft, like 15th round or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, again, I mean, the only people who really had him on their radar, I'm sure, was me and you. And so that's what I was sort of banking on. And um, yeah, eventually just got late enough. I was like, sure, why not? Uh, we're in a banger league kind of thing, so... That was one of the reasons why I waited a little bit longer because I'm not really sure um, if he's even going to hit anyone, if it's going to be like a Phil Kessel, like eight hit kind of year. So uh, that's one of the things I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a too huge of a risk. But if the points are there, then he's definitely going to win you a lot of leagues. And I do agree that's a really good flag player this year. Yeah. I just like New Jersey, man. I was so excited to watch New Jersey games. Like, yeah, I want to see this them. kid and Tersher and Hall and everyone just kicking butt and hopefully schneider bounces back and i don't know i really want them to do well yeah i do as well okay we got one more clip and then we'll finish off with our two flag players we're not going to make this a long episode today just a quick hitter here is who who is this from let me see what's going on everybody this is james better known as fantasy hockey trades on twitter 
And today, we're talking about my flag guy, the guy I'm trying to get in every draft, and that is Florida right winger Evgeny Dadnov. He's got an ADP of 95.2, putting him right in the middle of the eighth round. And that is a fantastic value for a first-line right winger playing alongside two 90-point players, Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberdeau, and a guy who's getting first power play usage with those two guys, along with Mike Hoffman and Keith Yandel. Uh, this power play unit played a full 82 games together last year. That kind of consistency shows they were the second best power play unit last year as well. The power play success percentage of 26.8. Now, if that can, they can continue to build on that, I can see him getting 75, even 80 points this year. And that kind of production in the eighth round is a fantastic value. Did he say that they were just the second best power play last year? Dude, Florida's deadly. Like they're crazy good. But that that, that top unit of Huberto, Hoffman, who else? Yandel, Dadnoff, Barkov, and Barkov. Yeah, yeah, it's That's disgusting. <laughs> I actually did this in our draft last night. I I didn't have a chance to get Barkov. He went too high. Huberto went in the first round of our draft last night. So I was like, I want a piece of that. It's either Hoffman or Dadnoff. And so I went with Dadnoff. I was like, I'm going to take him before anyone else gets him. I want a piece of Florida anywhere I can. That's a great flag player. No, I agree. Anyone that plays that top unit of Florida power play is just free points. Um, and definitely a guy you can get later as well. So, yeah, I love that pick. I think I had Dadnoff. Um, one of the years, I don't know if it was last year, it was, I, I or maybe I didn't have dad. I don't know. Someone had dad enough. He obviously did great last year. Um, he's got chemistry with that team. Uh, he's got a spot in the top power play, which was the second best apparently. So, yeah. um, and he mentioned there that? that he's playing with two 90 point players like Barkov and Huber are both 90 point guys. So what's his ceiling? Like, is he going to be a 90 point guy too? That, that could happen. Yeah. If the even strength points are there, I mean, he could definitely have an opportunity to do that. I'm sure he's going to get like 35, 40 power play points it's going to be absurd so um definitely excited to see what he can do um with those guys again and hopefully florida takes another step forward i like how the last two gusev and dadnoff have been like two teams that we're like really excited about yeah exactly it was like super fun teams that are on the up so it's definitely exciting yeah and like they're all getting power play time i love these flag players Thank you, everyone, for your submitting some clips. We'll do it again next year, get some more guys involved. Check them out. You got the average time on ice, uh, fantasy hockey trades on Twitter, and then Andrew Dewhurst, fan- friends with fantasy benefits. Check those guys out. They're doing lots of good stuff all over Twitter and the internet. Lots of players to pick and stuff. Do you want to finish with our two last ones, Jesse, and then get out of here? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Who do, you, who do you got next, or do you want me to go? Um, I'll go next. Uh, my sure. last player is Jake Gwensel, um, another guy I was looking at this year. Um, plays with Crosby, takes a lot of shots, does a lot of hits. Um, I think he's going to take a step forward this year. I don't know if he'll break 50 goals. I really would like him to do that, but I don't think it's there just yet. Uh, so I think it'll be another 80-point season with around 40-ish goals. Um He's a winger, which is a great position. So definitely a guy that you should be looking for later. Um, the guy who took Zabinishad also took Gwensel, the pick after. So all these players that I wanted were just out of reach um, 
basically for me the entire draft, which, and he also drafted the pick before me as well. So it was super depressing to see these two guys go. Uh, yep. But I think Wetzel's <laughs> another guy who can win you your leagues this year. And uh, I think he's going to have great success on the power play. I am curious to see how Kessel affects it. Uh, the departure of him, obviously, since Kessel was such a power play uh, dynamo. So Gwensel will yep. definitely be on that unit now. We'll see how things click there. But yeah, a big fan of him. And uh, again, kind of a not as sneaky as some picks, but definitely a, a name that a lot of people don't really pay too, too much attention to. If you're in the more casual leagues, if you're more, obviously oh, I, the more hardcore leagues, you definitely know about Jake Wentz and stuff like that. But I think still Wentz a guy that's pretty will, high on people's radars now. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, like last year for sure, he was definitely kind of quiet. Then he had that crazy playoff series where he was like setting rookie scoring records and stuff. So um, I'm really excited about Gwensel this year. Um, so yeah, he's definitely another one of my flag players to pick. And I think he'll definitely win your league and that wing position as well. So big fan of him this year. Gwensel. Well, now I feel cheap with my last one. Because <laughs> it's also a Pittsburgh Penguin. <laughs> my, oh, my true, true, one, true. I, I know as soon as I say this, like if you listen to the podcast at all, you're going to be rolling your eyes. I know Jesse is. Um, <laughs> Alex Galchenyuk. You know what? This is, this is just my letter to Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk, I have drafted you four years in a row. I have let you sit on my team. And you've teased me. You've teased yeah. me with uh, 10 games and 10 goals. You've got to the 56-point mark. You, you flirted with 60 points. You got a couple injury seasons. You've got a couple healthy seasons. You shoot a lot. I like that in my players. But the puck's just not going in the net. You have <laughs> one more shot. Here is your last shot. You're going to play with Pittsburgh Penguins. You're going to play with either Malkin or Crosby. You, you're going to score. You are going to get 70 points this year. And if not, this, this is the end. This is the end of our relationship. I, I can't do it anymore, Galchenyuk. I need, this either has to be your year or I'm done. <laughs> I mean, if he can't put it together playing with, with Crosby or Malkin, that's pretty much curtains, I think, for his career. Well, um, that's what I'm, I'm giving him one more flag. This oh, is the no, last you have flag to... you get. Yeah, I agree. You have to definitely give him the the nod this year as well and be like, if there ever was a time to have Galchenyuk on your team, it is definitely this year. So, right. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And of course, he's a guy that'll win you your league. I mean, nobody's drafting Galchenyuk, but all of a sudden, if you turn in like this like second last player into like a 75 point guy, then all of a sudden you're like, you know, there you go. You basically win, like just on value alone. So, um, I like it a lot. It's a low risk pick, which is the best thing about it. You're not reaching for Gelchenyuk. <laughs> so nope. I you, got him. You pick him, you, you play him. Have? I don't know. Probably 16, like... 16th round out of yeah, 20. So got, yeah. So around the 160th, 100, whatever mid range between there. So uh, not exactly a player that's going to kill you if you take a risk. So I like it a lot. He's got to do something. He has um, to. I mean, those players he's playing with are world-class, arguably one of the best one-two centers in the entire NHL. So um, anywhere in that top six is going to be an absolute plum assignment for him. So I hope for that kid's sake that he can find a career, forge a path. <laughs> this, this is your last chance, though, Alex. I'm, I'm giving you one more flag, and if you don't perform, that's it. We're breaking up. It's it. 
I, I, have, so, I have no more love. If you can't do it this year, heart. that's it. You broke my heart. Burn no, me too uh, many times. Yeah, to- yeah, no, totally agree. So, um, no, I like it a lot. I think that's it for that our is. flag players. So, uh, quick episode today. Just wanted to give you guys a draft recap of how we did. We said um, the salary cap was crazy. We had one guy finish with over $15 million over in salary. So he's been shedding cap like crazy. We had a couple guys way under shoot and draft the cheapest, most budget Ottawa yep. Senators. Eugene Melnick would be proud. Yep. <laughs> $35 million under the cap. Just a beautiful thing. Um, so I think me and you came in pretty close to the cap. I had six left. So um, yeah, I, I was I uh, two, two poised. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was poised for a good rental pickup near the playoffs, so I did some quality GMing so I could there pick up go. a rental player. Uh, you spent right to the cap. The Rangers strategy also could pay off. Um, so definitely, this was actually a lot of fun. I'm actually really glad we changed the salary cap. It is hilarious to be like drafting players that are value. Like I was like reaching for Kevin LeBanc because he only had a $1 million salary. Yep. Barzil, Keller, all these guys getting paid under a million dollars just so I could sneak in there. Uh, drafting guys like Eric Carlson, Taves, Kopitars, where they're like 11 5. It's definitely hilarious to see people wait and think really hard how yeah. they want to manage their teams. For example, and Kopitar went so late in our draft. Taves as well. $10 million dollar just, salary. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, do I want 10% of my salary in one player who may not? even do anything so uh it was actually one of the most fun drafts i've had in a long 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 time so uh, if you haven't done salary cap before i actually seriously recommend it it is hilarious so um yeah lots of we'll fun. see how the year unfolds and and everyone that's following us on twitter and stuff you know feel free to ask questions and we're on spotify now um we're gonna be moving more to the regular podcast time once a week or one every two weeks We'll wait for some games. We'll kind of do one every 10 games, 20 games, 30 games, and stuff like that just as the season goes on. So feel free to hit us up with all your questions because we won't have podcasts as regularly as we've been doing leading up to the season here with all of our drafts and our fun episodes and stuff like the Flag Player episode. It'll be back into more of a routine. All right. Do you have anything else to say to the people before we let them go? Good luck to all you people drafting hopefully we helped you yeah for sure um yeah had a lot of fun this year hope you guys had fun with your drafts definitely hit us up and let us know how your drafts went um obviously your experiences players you saw fall and rise uh, and then yeah season starts on wednesday so super excited felt like a really really long off season um with all the rfa holdouts and everything it was just really really slow but all that's done i think every rfa is signed now Yep. Uh, Kyle Connor and Ratnan signed while we were not obviously podcasting last time. So that's it. They're done. Um, everyone you drafted, I guess the big news is will Bufflin come back and play? We will find out. Uh, no one in our draft took Bufflin. Fun note. So no one believes in the retirement comeback. Um, I, for one, don't. I think he's done. And even if he shows up, he's going to be so out of shape that he's going to be just like... Well, that's absolute, typical, typical buff. Yeah, typical buff. And he'll come in at like 270 or something like that. So uh, I personally think it's done, but we will find out as it goes on. But yeah, that's all I have for me. Uh, Good. To all say. right. Yeah. That's it, you guys. 
enjoy your season and we'll talk to you throughout the year. <laughs>